Welcome to Elliot's PT Podcast. I'm here to help you find your balance and live your best life guilt-free. I don't believe there is a one-size-fits-all approach for health and fitness. We're all different and we need to find out what works for us. I'm passionate about helping people make realistic, long-term lifestyle changes that they will stick to and they will take with them forever. I don't believe in crazy diets or short-term fixes. We all need to live and find a perfect balance in diet and exercise that suits our individual needs. I want to help you find your exercise mojo, feel great and achieve wonderful things. Here is Elliot's PT Podcast by Renee Elliott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Elliot's PT Podcast. So today's podcast, I get to chat to Elliot's PT member, Cass, who she joined our classes about a year ago, and she's also taken part in the Little Black Dress Project. When uh, she first set out to join the classes, she was quite hesitant uh, to start, and it took her a little bit of time um, to, I think, get the courage to start. But once she did, uh, she has now, it's really changed her ways of how she thought about exercise. And I remember this one day that she came up to me and she says, I've just got to keep doing more. I've got the bug. And I, I love that. I love that um, it's been able to change how she feels about fitness and she can see how fitness can do so much more um, then, you know, it can help you in so many other aspects of your life. So a big part of what um, what I do at Elliot's PT, what we do is do it as being part of the Little Black Dress Project is finding something that works for you and making it fit within your lifestyle so it's realistic. You know, I think some people struggle with feeling like the only way to get a result is by really, really flogging themselves. Um, when they're exercising, you know, so if you don't, you know, if you don't get do a workout where you hurt yourself or I remember one mum telling me one day her son, she left to come to training and her son was like, go out and get, you know, vomit mum, you know, that it's not a good workout unless you vomit. And all of that stuff is actually totally against what I'm about. Um, it's working out in within your means, um, you know, you want to challenge yourself, you know, but you don't, you don't want to get to that point. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't think that's what exercise is about. And I really want people to find exercise and see how they can, how they can live with it. So people come to me and they'll say, um, or they'll meet, say they'll, like I meet people in the shopping center, in the Woolworths or the supermarket, and they'll be like, don't look at my trolley, don't see what I'm eating. And it's all about balance, I don't mean, or I'm bumping to somebody in a restaurant or something and they're like, oh, don't look, I've got chips. You know, who cares? Because it's all about balance. And that that is what we are about. And it's all about finding that balance and making it work for you. Um, so, and, um, you know, and it's so lovely to uh, see how people have found the classes really enjoyable, how they have found um, doing things such as the Little Black Dress Project, and how it has made changes in their life that they can still stick to. So, you know, nearly a year or so later, um, you know, Cass still has things that she has taken from the first cycle that she did as a Little Black Dress Project and she's been able to still keep them in place. And that is exactly uh, why I developed the project because it's something that lasts forever. It's not just a challenge that you stop and you uh, you do the things while you're in that eight weeks and then it stops and then you don't do it anymore. Okay, so um, I'm really excited for you to hear this podcast. Uh, so I'm going to pass you straight over to uh, Cass. 
Okay, so we are talking to Cassie today, who is a member of Elliot's PT, and um, she's been coming for, I think it's, has it been a year now? It would be a year, or maybe just over, yeah. Yeah, maybe just over a year. Um, and um, so I wanted to come on and talk about how you have found, uh, how your life has changed since you've been uh, at Elliot's PT, how have you found training with us? And um, it was interesting, actually, when I was thinking about you before, I was remembering, um, I was remembering, we'll probably go into it after, but I was remembering, you, you know, like how you then started and you started doing one you started I think at, at two sessions and then you were like oh I'm going to start doing three and then you're like I've got the bug it's addictive it's addictive yeah um so um what was your relationship like with exercise before you came to Elliot's PT um so I've always been an active person but I was sort of you know it was always sport for me and then when sport stopped I thought I better join a gym because that was I thought that was my only option so my relationship with exercise was probably just it was more like a chore and something that I had to do I didn't really enjoy it it was just kind of ticking boxes for moving um, because of that uni and I was eating wrong and I was drinking wrong and so yeah it was more a chore than anything yeah and what would you say is your uh, because I think when we when I first met you you like had a membership, but you weren't going or anything, were you? No, yeah, I was a member of a few gyms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you were like, yeah, you weren't attending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what would you say your relationship is like now with exercise? Oh, it's totally changed. I think even my whole, the whole concept of exercise has changed. So, from becoming a chore, it's now like I crave it and I need it. And not just because I want to move, but because of I feel like it helps my mental health. Um, I think originally I wanted to do it for weight loss, but now it's like it just gives me clarity and so much more than what it used to. Yeah. Um, I've been training with you guys, yeah. That's so cool. That's exactly what it's about. Um, what Have you had any struggles? Uh, when you say struggle, you mean getting out of bed at 4 or 55 a.m. or <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do you know, mean? I know sometimes, um, you know, and like you said, you've because obviously it's winter here now and uh, you were, yeah, so how have you found that type of stuff and you've been early? Yeah, I do, I do fall off the bandwagon a little bit, but I always, I always get back on it um, yeah. because of the feeling of uh like I start to crave it again. Like, it, you know, it's early mornings, it's dark at the moment. I don't have that motivation. But then I start to feel sluggish and it affects my work and how I mum. And so, yeah, I have struggles, but I realise that the only way to make myself feel better is to come back and get myself back into that routine of yeah. coming each morning. So, and yeah. do, you think the, do you think the old you, I guess you felt that way and then you maybe just gave up and didn't bother? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. I think you've done really well in that. Like, or, you know, like the other week you started going, okay, it's dark. I'm not coming at five, but I'm going to come at nine and I'm going to try to change. You, you luckily have flexibility that you can do that, but you have made it work in that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there are so many options with, that's the, that's the great thing about that is that I can 
not come to the early morning class because there is a nine o'clock class or there is an afternoon class. So yeah, I, I make it work. Yeah, but you've still made it work with how, how you're feeling. Um, yeah. And how have you found to make, I guess, I guess that's kind of what we're saying, how, how have you made exercise work around? I think you've even done some, you even asked for some videos sometimes, didn't you? I know. That's Which, like, I know for you is such a big deal <laughs> because you never would have done that. <laughs> no. I know. I never thought I'd be one to work out at home. But once it's, yeah, once you get the bug, yeah. it gets you. <laughs> um, do you remember the, when you first felt like you got the bug? How did, do you remember that? I do. And I, it was like, like so consuming for me. And it's, I've never been like that with. I mean, with sport, I always have. But I think also because for some reason there's something about your gym that does feel like a team or you're with people. So that was also something that I craved to be around people yeah. and training with the same sort of people. So I feel like I just wanted to keep going back there and go to class because I felt good there and it made me feel good after. So, yeah, it was a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, not for yeah. my body. <laughs> I just remember you saying, I think you must have been sick or something. I don't know. I just remember you saying one day, you're like, I've got the bug. And I was like, yeah. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Um, have you have you found it different with your kids? Like, have you found that it helps you with your kids? Are you different with them? Um, I think it sometimes helps me with patience with them. Yeah. Um, no, it does help. Um, I definitely need to be active to stay calm so yeah. it helps me yeah it does in that sense yeah 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 definitely so you are someone who suffers from anxiety and uh, like many people do so how have you found that exercise has helped you with that oh it's yeah um, it's kind of made me realize how important exercise was for anxiety you know the first thing I, I went to is medicating myself but realistically a lot of it is just moving and using all those muscles and all that energy and craziness in my head and getting it out so yeah it I think it's helped me so much and when I do stop is when I find that I become really foggy and yeah yeah so it's, it's been amazing and it's only now that I'm just starting to realize that so I don't know what it is Difference. that's different about what I've been doing in the past but it's really I think it's you're consistent. You like you like yeah. it's been over a year or, or so and you haven't really missed I don't really think you've missed you've haven't had weeks that you've missed. No, no. So maybe you, know, you might have that. had like obviously there's times people get sick or you know, but you haven't or go away, but you haven't really missed you haven't really missed much. No, no, and maybe that is it. And I feel yeah, it just makes me feel good. It it really, really helped me. Yeah, that's so good. So obviously there are, are there are lots of people that struggle with anxiety and so then the fear of joining a group because they're anxious of people might look at them, they might feel like they're not fit enough or how did you come, did you feel that way when you first started? How did you come over that to actually start? Yes, I feel like no one, I don't know whether anyone would walk into it a new environment and not feel a little bit nervous but no, yeah no, I, I like I totally, yeah yeah totally even though but, I know what I'm doing <laughs> yeah it's it is daunting but the moment you step in there and you every single person in that room said hello to me they're all so welcoming 
I don't even think anyone watched me work out. No, nobody. No one's judging. It is like they're on your team. That's, I feel like that's what I really liked and I love about that place. Yeah. So th- it doesn't think, feel as scary. Yeah, I think um, I think the thing I try to remind people is that everybody's been in that same boat. Yeah. You know, everybody's true. been at that same boat and not um, not um, <laughs> not felt, you know, like felt that way. So they all know how you feel or feeling. I think like uh, another big thing is people feeling unfit. So they feel worried yeah. that they, but, but every, but again, everybody's been that way, but nobody's judgy either. No. And that's, that's a definite difference. I feel like in a gym, you do feel like people are watching you um, because they can be quite intimidating. But in this circumstance, I didn't feel that way at all. I felt yeah. nervous to walk in. And then as soon as the class started, it was like, no one had their eyes on me. It was <laughs> all in the smoke. So yeah. Nervous but good. Yeah, that's good. Do you know what made me chuckle? I just thought of <laughs> that time oh, with no. the Tabata music and you thought that there was somebody shouting, come on, and it was... Come on! <laughs> yes. Made me chuckle. I just remembered for however long you thought that there was somebody in the room shout, like, cheering. <laughs> and I know. And I, track. <laughs> I often, I often told, told people, oh, there's, like, this really keen lady in the class that yells and... <laughs> it says, come on! Canonization the track. <laughs> so um, you actually took part of the first round of the Little Black Dress Project. So what made you actually join that? You? Me. <laughs> no. Uh, look, I have done so many challenges before and I didn't have a lot of confidence in challenges anymore because I haven't really seen or hadn't seen any results. Yeah. Um, I'd sort of always fallen off halfway through or got to the end and was like, oh, I didn't put the whole effort in, so I didn't get any results. But I thought everyone else is doing it, so I jumped on board. And I think because, again, it was like you were with your teammates and we were all in it together, I actually stuck to, I would say, 80% of it. Yeah, you had, I, had your, I think you had your mum and that. You had visitors over it. I did. During a period of it, yeah. So there were things that I could have sharpened up on. But you know the thing is, though, the best, I think the best learning lesson is when you learn to do this stuff around when you've got, when you're busy or you've got visitors or those things because um, that's life. It is. And I think my excuses were, oh, I didn't do this because I had to go out for dinner and I flew out and had wine and whereas I could have still stuck to, you know, yeah, my back bows and all that jazz. But even after, so at the end of it, I was so so surprised because even though I only put got really great results, in, yeah, and yeah. that that was the first time that I'd ever seen. I think even because I had the before and after pictures, even if it wasn't on the scales, I could see a difference. Yeah, there was, was a the difference. First time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, so what was your biggest takeaway that you got from? being from doing the little black dress project oh so much um i learned the whole macro thing just blew my mind and i didn't realize yeah like i didn't realize i could eat as much as you were telling me i could eat and i didn't i thought you had to starve yourself and that's (laughs) not the case i was eating more than i had been eating before 
Yeah. Um, that's that's the, the one thing that um, also just like blew my mind was that I am not my steps like you know you meant to get your twelve thousand steps. Oh, your daily motion. I thought I was so active and I thought I was so, um, you know, on the go, a busy mum, and I was getting like half the steps. So that was another thing that I've taken away with me and I try to get as close to that as possible because I'm, I don't move enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably, that's what I was going to say. What's the things that stuck with you? But that's probably one of them. Yeah, definitely. That and just a knowledge of food and yeah. They're, they're the two main things. I think the exercise thing has always been part of my life, but it was not until I added those two things to it that I actually saw any change. Yeah. So it goes to show that you can't just flog yourself. It was so much more. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be more than one thing. I think yeah. I think you I think you've been like since then as well. I think your consistency with your exercise has been you know like I think you you really upped your sessions then and now you kind of don't miss you come at least three times a week yeah yeah I could see that it was important and that I don't yeah I don't want to go back to where I was so I feel like I've been able to maintain a good way but I do need to help on that little like dress project again because I need a little kick up the butt but that's what it's that's that's why yeah that's what it's there for to still keep giving people their kicks up the butts yeah but but I think if you look at what yeah like I think you've like I was I was thinking about you before and I was thinking you know I remember where you were like just doing a few sessions but now you won't you really won't miss three no yeah like I said it's addictive and it's a lifestyle thing and I've finally figured it out and if this is what it takes then that's a pretty good yeah pretty good way to keep your weight off yeah, pretty cool. Um, okay, so the other thing that I thought would be good is, um, so when you first started coming here, you mentioned that you had, um, I think you just kind of mentioned it in passing, like it was no big deal about your pelvic floor. Um, so, so <laughs> and I was kind of shocked when you had told me what you'd been, like you'd been lifting heavy weights and you'd been doing um, these things. <laughs> you've been doing all of the things that kind of put it under more pressure so um so what I guess I guess give the listeners I guess a bit of so when did you realize that you had pelvic floor problems um straight after I had my first child so let's say seven and a half years ago I knew there was an issue but I refused to do anything about it and yeah. then I had my second child and that was what five years ago yeah and I'm still battling with it because I refuse to do anything about it yeah um I did see you a think video. you why do you think you refused I think it's uh it's very intrusive and it feels invasive after yeah. you've had a kid yeah to have a physio doing all sorts of jazz to your pelvic floor I didn't realize things were internal and it is, a, it is the last thing you much. want to be looked at after you've given birth. But yeah, yeah. It, um, but now I wish I did. Yeah, it's important. And it's just get yeah. it over with. Like, yeah. I guess I had pelvic floor issues, but they, you know, Charlie's four, they were sorted out straight away. It took me like nine months or so, but I don't, you know, like she's four and I don't have any issues where I guess 
you're still battling a little bit with yours. Yeah, very um, much so. And yeah, sorry, what did you do? What did you? So, what were you doing? Um, so before you know, like when I first met you, what were you doing exercise wise with your pelvic floor? And I guess you did have pain. And um, what things were you doing? Um, well, obviously, I was at many a gyms, and I was doing my own sort of circuits and things. So I had no idea what I could and couldn't be doing. I was lifting heavy weights. I was going to classes that was like um, step up jumping sort of classes, and I hadn't. There was no way knowing at the start of the class when they said, "Does anyone have any injuries?" Was I going to put my hand up and say? In front of you know fifty Everyone. people, yeah. Oh, my vagina is broken. But <laughs> <laughs> so I continued to jump and do all that jazz, and then I would get home and be in so much pain, but just kept doing it. Yeah, I just thought that was normal, and then that was my own fault that I didn't fix it. So the only way was to just push through. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. No, apparently not. No, and um. How how do you find? I remember you saying to me one day, "Do you not have pain in your hips when you walk?" And I was like, "No, that's not oh, normal." No. <laughs> um, how All these it, things. <laughs> how has it changed for you now? Um, well, I've learned how important your pelvic floor is, and how how important your core is as well. But also that you don't need to do those jumping things and. I don't need to be lifting heavy weights to get the same results. Yeah. Um, that I don't need to be in pain every time I work out. Um, yeah, completely changed. It means that I'm working out and going home with just, you know, the slight sore muscles, not the, the soreness from your workout, not from. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's completely changed. I, I can play netball. I Like I'd never, I would have laughed if someone said you should play netball. And that's yeah. not even doing pelvic floor work. That's just strengthening through exercise, not. But you've doing done. If I do my proper. Yeah, but you yeah. also, you know, like you have made it. You're aware of it, so you're making point of, you know, before you do movement, switching it on while you're playing, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's yeah, something that I wouldn't have even known to have done. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's so good. So what would you recommend for any women who have, I guess, pelvic floor discomfort or any issues? They might not even be aware they have issues. What would you recommend to them to do? Go to see a physio from the yeah. very start, very get-go. Thought it then, not seven years later. Um, tell your trainer, don't train the way that everyone else is because because in essence you have an injury and I was just making my injury worse and worse every time. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I feel like throughout that whole little black dress project is when I was training my hardest and I had no pain. Um, yeah, just get on top of it because it is so important. You don't it need is. to feel like that. Yeah. And I guess, like, in the classes, so there are still some things that, well, you, you know mostly now yourself, but... Um, there are things that we have to adapt for your pelvic floor. So how does that make you feel in a class environment? Because I guess that's what you were scared of to say. To start with, yes. When I didn't know people, obviously now I'm very open about it. But oh. to start with, I 
I don't feel like you ever singled out though because no, I didn't. Every know, single person, no, in that class has got some sort of adapted exercise yes. because of something. So I don't. I never felt. You never said your pelvic floor shot. So you'll need to do this. It was just like you should do this. No. So I never felt um, uncomfortable at all because I could see other ladies were also in the same position as me. Yeah. So I never questioned what was wrong with them. So I guess they. Hopefully. No, no, nobody, no, nobody even, nobody even, you know, but I guess it doesn't make you like, you don't feel like you're singled out, obviously. You don't feel like you're missed out or that you're not working as hard because you can't do that jumping exercise or. Yeah, no, originally I did, but I think you've sort of taught me that there's a whole other aspect of strength in that. So, yeah. 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 Good. Been perfect. I'm so, so, so grateful. Yes, I'm so glad. Um, well, I know we are um, flying on this one because um, I know you're about to go for the school run. So um, yeah. I can't thank you enough for taking the time <laughs> to uh, to, um, to talk to me and to say, because uh, hopefully I know that other people will hear this and they, they might actually go and uh, think about their pelvic floor. So um, I'm going to let you fly. Thanks, love. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Now, if you would like to be part of the Little Black Dress Project, you all you need to do is make sure that you go to our website and follow the prompts and join the waiting list so you can be the first to know when the next cycle of the Little Black Dress Project opens. The Little Black Dress Project is starting on the 18th of June, 2022. So if you were listening to this before that day, make sure that you jump straight on to the website and put your name on the waiting list so you will be the first to know when the Little Black Dress project opens. There is only 15 spaces for this round, so um, make sure you jump on there quick.